me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. I will be back here. I will be back here. And I will be back. Welcome to For the Go Podcast. We are back. An absolute drubbing of the New York Giants. The 49ers dominated on all sides of the ball today. 36-9 is the final score as Matt cracks open a beer to enjoy this victory. What's going on, buddy? I tell you what, I'm doing better than Kyle Nelson right now. We're going to talk about him in a little bit, but he had a he had a rough day. He had a rough day. But when you look at your JV squad, and your JV squad goes, you know, kind of across the country, they stayed in West Virginia, but still absolutely boat race the Giants today. That's exactly what we needed to see from the San Francisco 49ers today. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. 36 to 9, Nick Mullins looked poised. Good. I don't want to give him too much credit because the Giants. <laughs> and then we start a uh, we start a um, QB controversy on our own podcast. But he looked good. He looked solid. Um, Kyle Shanahan said Nick was great, very poised. We went on a lot of long drives today, better than not scoring. Long drives can get exhausting, especially for me. Don't want to call so many plays. Nick kept his composure, and I thought that was a really good description of Nick. He had some time to be under pressure. He did move, move a little bit. Um, he made some really good throws. He made some bad throws. He had a couple ducks in there, but that's to be expected for a guy who hasn't started in two years. Uh, this is the For The Go Podcast. We are powered by Pro Football Network. Uh, again, the Niners did beat the shit out of the Giants 36-9. Um, story of the game is how deep is this team? Uh, deeper than the Marianas Trench, apparently, because they were down to their third guys in multiple places, and they still came out and played a phenomenal game. I mean, there's no there's no two ways around this one. This is one of the best games we've seen the 49ers put together just because of the amount of people they were missing and the fact yeah. that they still went out and crushed the Giants. There was, there was it, it felt like a game in the first half, but it wasn't even close once that second half got going. Yeah, it's um, 
it, got, it was a little shaky in the first half, and the second half it just it, just, it was over. Um, I thought the game was over though. Once once Fred Warner had his interception, we'll get to that a little bit later. But I thought the game was done right then and there. Uh, the Niners hold held the Giants in the first half to under 100 yards of offense. Yeah, um, it was a dominant performance. I don't think we can say anything else. I was concerned. Dante Johnson came in at corner. Um, Jason Red actually looked really good. There's a lot of mm-hmm. questions for me this morning. You know, no Dre Greenlaw. You know, Quan Alexander again overrunning, not containing. There's a lot of questions there. <laughs> Drives you nuts. Uh, but other than that, it really wasn't that bad of a game. So it, it is what it is. Mullen did exactly what he was supposed to do versus a whack Giants team. Absolutely. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. Uh, to Mr. Barr, I think that's your dad, right? <laughs> God, I don't, 1976. No, that's not my, that's not my old <laughs> man. Give that man his flowers. I don't think, I don't, I didn't like that comment. My Kyle, you run out of place. Oh, yeah. Kyle's, Kyle, this is Kyle. Kyle always says stuff. You know, he doesn't want to give everything away, especially with good teams coming up on the schedule. Um, the Giants are bad. Yeah, yeah, that's like a bad, bad football team. <laughs> like, really the whole bad. St- the whole state of New Jersey and the city of New York just has to be reeling right now because they have two terrible football teams. Uh, Joe Judge, I thought was always a questionable hiring mm-hmm. just to begin with. Uh, um, just because, oh man, that was that's a, that was a rough look. That was a rough look for both those teams to both get beat by JV squads, basically for the 49ers. And uh, Kyle Shanahan gets a lot of kudos today. I'm giving him a lot of props because we've, we've said it multiple times on here that Nick Mullins always performs best when he's on schedule and on script. And Kyle Shanahan had a perfect, a perfect game plan for him today to keep him in rhythm on the ball and ready to rock and roll. Absolutely. And, you know, we saw that for the first quarter, like I texted like, what's up with these play calls? Like now he wants to open up the playbook a little bit <laughs> for Nick and didn't want to open it up for Jimmy. Um, you know, you start off a couple of jet sweeps with Ayuk. You start off, you know, there's a there's some Trent Taylor is finally open. He's alive. Yep. Um, there's just a lot of. A lot of moving the, the, the defense out of their position because of the pre-snap motion, getting things a little bit easier for Nick to read, which is what Jimmy had needed in the first game against Arizona, and he also needed that early on versus the Jets. Jets, the Jets stink, but this is the play call you expected from Kyle Shannon not to do it in week three for, for Nick Mullins. I kind of expected him to do some of that stuff for Jimmy in the first two games as well. Um, David Yang says Shanahan was in his bag today. He set up plays, was on point, run left, throw left, then counter with Ayuk the other way for a TD, broke the game wide open. Absolutely, absolutely. I was thinking to myself, Kyle's setting something up here, and he did exactly that. He set something up and led to a humongous uh, touchdown run by my guy, Brandon Ayuk, that everyone decided to hate on me for because, you know, Ruggs and, and Judy and, and Lamb, mm-hmm. those are the guys. Uh, I'm an Ayuk guy. I've been Ayuk guy the entire time. So, yeah. Um, let's start with, let's start off with the bad. Let, let's just cover, let's just get like the few the negatives bad. out yeah. of the way. Uh, I think obviously the big one is the long snapping. What the hell happened? Where's our guy who's always talking about long snapping? Uh, it just it looked terrible. But Justin School came in to do the final PAT because they just they they put Brian uh, they put him on the bench. Yeah. Shanahan said what in the post game he had the yips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When when your long snapper gets a yips, that's not good. Uh, 49ers and Giants fans should know all about long snappers. Going back to that wild card game from a couple of years ago, or I guess oh god, almost twenty years ago. God, I feel old. Um, almost twenty years ago, that we broke down with Scott Kaiser. Yeah, uh, the Crawford 
craft brewed sports uh, in the off season. But yeah, that's the, the long snapping was easily the most egregious thing we'd seen all day. Yeah, that was bad. I don't know what the hell that was. And, you know, Kyle Nelson has been solid for years for this team. Um, it's usually not his issue. Last year we had an issue with the long snapper because he was suspended. And this year Kyle Nelson is our long snapper primarily. And he had three or four bad snaps and that, you know, caused Mitch, 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 Mitch Wisnowski to, uh, you know, to, to bobble the snap. And, you know, Tommy was off. I think I think Robbie Gold would have made that 55 yarder had the snap been better. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he would have made that one. That would have been definitely a little bit different to the score. Um, but that really is the only bad, you know. Yeah, and, I mean, offensive line maybe. Yeah, the offensive line looked really poor, especially the right side of the offensive line. Mike McGlinchey has to figure it out because he looked so bad today, so 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 bad today. I mean, there was there was one clip that our guy Nick Newman from Sports Illustrated shared, and it was just. McGlinchey just getting thrown. Yeah. Physically thrown. It is such a large human being. How the hell do you get thrown mm-hmm. when you were that large? And, and, you know, we messaged Adam Snyder and we were asking like, you know, what, what what's up? If he said he's going to dive into the all 22, but he also said that losing Staley might have an impact on McGlinchey because that was his guy, yeah. right? That was his partner in crime. That was his BFF. And then you start to lose that guy and it might shake your confidence. I sent out a tweet earlier saying that Jason Verrett was gaining confidence. You said the same thing. And, and, and cornerback is easily the most important position when it comes to confidence, but offensive lineman is a very close second to me. And if Mike McGlinchey has lost his confidence, they're going to have to figure out how to scheme around that because he has not looked good at all. Yeah. Just run behind um, Trent Williams and Lakin Tomlinson. Just run that side. Um, it helps when you have Mostert. Mostert has the speed to get to that side on McGlinchey's side, even if McGlinchey's going to whiff. Um, that does help. It's um, it just you know they got to figure it out with with Mike McGlinchey. They got to figure out what they're going to do. Um, it's 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 rough. You're the ninth pick overall. You have to you know adjust. Um, that was really the only bad. Those two things. The run blocking was questionable most of the game. Lincoln had Lincoln didn't play too well. Brunskill didn't play too well. The guards still seem to be an issue. Uh, ben Garland, also an issue. So I don't know. Um, yeah, they're just going to have to survive until Richburg comes back because that's going to be the biggest boost to this team. And, and yeah. you also look at, at guys like, um, you know, Ryan Blair and, and Julian Taylor coming back for, for the defensive line. But really the offensive line, just, it looks shaky today, but it, it held up in the right times. And they got some, they got some, they got some positive plays and, and they worked around it. Jet McKinnon is such a patient runner. Oh man, it was so nice to see him just be super patient and just wait and just wait. Because once you saw him just kind of hold out and just find that little tiniest, you know, Gail Sayers just passed away this week and he always used to say, just give me 18 inches of daylight and I'll take it to the house. And we saw a little bit of that from Jet McKinnon today where he was just, he was taking his time. And once he found that little sliver of hope, he ran through there. Uh, His numbers didn't look great. You know, on especially on the running, it was just 14 carries for 38 yards, which is not a great, you know, yard per carry average. But he, he made the most of what he could, and two of his big plays resulted in another touchdown for Jet McKinnon. Three yeah. touchdowns, three games. The 49ers fans are finally starting to see what Shanahan had envisioned for McKinnon when they signed him two years ago. So we're finally getting the dividends from that. So uh, today's game was reminiscent of a lot of last year. Time possession, run the ball, control the clock, control, just keep your defense fresh. The Niners 
Niners had 420 yards, total net yards, held the ball for 39 minutes and 44 seconds. The Jets, the Giants, excuse me, 20 minutes and 16 seconds of ball possession. That is how you dominate a team. There was at one point the Niners had three straight drives. One was 12, 10, and 9. That's just eating up a whole bunch of clock. Um, Just efficiently bullying teams. And that's kind of what this team is built on. That's what they should continue to do. Um, So the running running game, you know, we mentioned that the run blocking wasn't that great. Jeb McKinnon, 14 for 38. Brandon Ayuk, 3 for 31. Jeff Wilson, 12 for 15. Jermichael Hasty, my guy, 2 for 9. But three rushing touchdowns and one passing touchdown, that's just, that's a good day. It's a good day at the office. Um, And I want to say, I think it was at the Niners got to like 73 or 74 plays to the Giants, like 40 plays or something like that. I got to pull that up. But um, it was, the Niners completely dominated this game from the kickoff. Yeah, it was, it was, it was clear domination from start to finish. Um, A little bit of a hiccup there, but you were talking about the amount of plays they ran. Uh, The, the, the turnover, the first turnover the Giants had where they, they tried to pitch the ball to Evan Ingram mm-hmm. because Jason Garrett tried to be creative for the first time in his entire career and it failed miserably. Uh, they <laughs> fumble it. They fumble it. Uh, Deion Jordan comes away with the ball. So Deion Jordan making an impact right away. He also had a sack in this game. So, you know, good on him for making the most of his time coming off the practice squad. And 12 plays, 28 yards. They weren't even moving the ball efficiently. They were just converting third downs, eight of 12 on third down today. And that's such a huge, huge, huge thing. And those, those four non-conversions resulted in four field goal attempts. Three, three were good. One, one obviously wasn't good because of the the snap, but they just, man, this was, this was a drubbing. This was a drubbing by a JV squad of a, of, of an NFL team and anyone's going to point to, well, they beat the giants without Saquon Barkley. And it, okay. The Niners did it without Bosa, without Garoppolo, without Kittle, without Debo Samuel, without Solomon Thomas, without, you know, without their starting center, without a lot of their key depth pieces. They were doing this without Richard Sherman. They were doing this completely shorthanded from start to finish. And I don't give a shit what any fan has to say, what any analyst has to say, well, they beat the Giants without Saquon Barkley. I don't give a shit. The, the Niners were, they were down so much more than, than the Giants were. They're just clearly a better team, a better coach team, and they're a much deeper squad. And that, that came through today. And that's why, that's why we're looking at a 36 to nine final score. There's Absolutely. no other reason to it. The 49ers were the deeper team, the better coach team, and it showed today. So something I'm looking up, I'm, I'm pulling up the final, like the downloaded PDF of the, of the game. Niners had 29 first downs, seven by rushing, 19 by passing, and then three from penalties. 19 first downs from passing. Mm-hmm. How bad does your secondary have to be for Nick Bolton to do that to you? Right. Uh, the Giants are just, they're just really, really bad. Um, but the Niners did what they were supposed to do, and that's, absolutely dominating this game um so we got we took care of the bad the not so good was the run blocking we took care of that um there's just a lot of good to get to in this game um you started off what do you want to talk about first javon kinlaw yes my guy everyone who didn't like him week one because he didn't show up in the box score he doesn't have to show up in the box score he doesn't have to get you five sacks a game he doesn't have to get you a sack period he is disruptive. He had a couple tackles for loss today. He was in the backfield. He had a couple pressures on Daniel Jones. I think he leveled him at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, he was taking up two or three guys at one point. You know, they're blocking him specifically. 
because he's their primary concern. Um, Kinlaw is going to be a three down defensive tackle before this year is over. And he's going to be in the conversation for defensive rookie of the year. I don't care. It's I'm going on a limb saying that now, but he's going to show up in a lot of ways. Not not, not the stat sheet, but he's going to show up and you're going to need him. And that's what exactly he's doing. He's pushing the line, pushing centers and guards into the quarterback, pushing them into the running backs. He's doing exactly what you want him to do. Yeah, we'll get into my play of the game later, but at one point I had my play of the game being, I was, I was going back and forth between the plays. And, and the fourth down stop when the Giants were on their own 30-yard line and yeah. Daniel Jones tried to rush for it, Javon Kinlaw completely blew that play up. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones had to try and spin out to the left to salvage whatever he could because Kinlaw blew that up from the beginning. He used his grown man strength that he has as a rookie, as a 21-year-old, 22-year-old kid, however old he is, he is strong as shit. Yes. And it showed up today. He played so well. I'll, I'll dive more into Ken Law later on, but that was one of those plays for me that just stood out. Um, I'm going to give some love to a guy that I am notorious for being hard on. That's Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson stepped up in the absence of Raheem Mostert, of Tevin Coleman, and he played very well today. He's he still drives me nuts a little bit when you give him the ball in just a traditional run setting. I don't think he I don't think he reads it very well once he gets the ball in his hands. But once he has some space, he's very, very effective. And I think we saw that in the past game. I think we saw that when he he took the pass to the house. I think we saw when he ran that slant pattern, which mm-hmm. holy shit, that's an impressive that's an impressive route for a running back to run because talk to any wide receiver and everybody's going to give Mike Thomas a whole bunch of shit for all he does is run slant patterns, but slant patterns, one of the hardest ones to run as a wide receiver, because the defender knows what you're doing and you have to beat them. And it looked really good today. Jeff Wilson played really well. And the 49ers running backs are always going to be deep. They're always, it's a Shanahan coach team. Their running backs are always going to be stellar because Shanahan, it's just in his genes, just like his old man did. Um, And actually I'm going to agree with our guy. I am legend. That's who that is, by the way. Mr. Barr is I am legend. We just shared oh, the last okay. um, So I'm going to agree with him. Kinlaw is not going to get the number, not going to get, <coughs> excuse me, not going to get defensive player of the year or rookie of the year because those voters like stats, man. They like sacks. They like whatever else you can get. And, and without that, it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be tough for him to break it. Uh, I, I think Darius Leonard won it a couple of years ago, but even that was tough. Um, um, so the, Jeff Wilson. Uh, the Eagles and Bengals just tied. <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry to interrupt I mean, our broadcast for that but that was that's hilarious um, i mean i mean r.i.p in peace to my to my parlay picking the eagles and the patriots to win but whatever i'll oh, take the loss that's hilarious um, i got so eagles work. i can't wait to bust at, the ball some at actually irish um we're gonna get to some of these in here too um does jeff wasn't beat out coleman when coleman comes back i would say you roll with mostert jet wilson hasty yeah. The rest of the season. Uh, for yep. everyone who saw just those three snaps that Hasty took, you saw exactly why I love him. Love Roll it. with him. Roll with Hasty. Put him love out it. there. Because love again, it, it's a mismatch. He plays special teams. That's another plus. He can return kicks and punts. He can also play coverage on punts and kickoff. Um, he's, we haven't seen a pass block yet, so I guess that might be why he's not up. That might be a reason. Yep. Um, but other than that, I really, really like Hasty, and I would, I would really be down for Wilson, Hasty, Jet, and Mostert going forward. Um, would, that's how I feel about it. You brought up pass blocking, Jerick McKinnon, A plus in pass blocking today. Loved it. 
he looks so good. He, uh, I think at one point, Blake Martinez coming on a blitz, our favorite linebacker in the NFL. He played pretty um, well today. He played pretty well. He played pretty well, but there's a couple plays where he got absolutely destroyed. One of them was by Jarek McKinnon when he was coming in on a blitz, and Jarek McKinnon picked him up. Physically, it didn't just pick him up in pass protection. Physically picked him up off the ground. Yeah. allowed McMullen's complete pass. And then on Wilson's touchdown, uh, Ben Garland uh, gave him the business. And yeah. really uh, – and put him in a blender. They put him in the grinder at that point, in the garbage disposal, whatever you want to call it. He got mashed, man. That was that was that was a tough look for him. Yeah, Coleman inactive. Coleman was likely going to go on the IR for three games at the very least. They said it's a four week injury, so yeah. I would assume they put him on IR and get Mostert back next week for Philly. Um, the other, so what was your good outside of so you, I had Kim Law. You said Wilson. Now back to me, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Russ Dwelly had a day. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he I want to say he was five for 49 for receptions. I thought he played fairly well. Uh, his blocking wasn't the greatest, but he did had catch. Yeah, four passes for 49 yards, a long of 20. He came up big on third down a couple times. Um, we, you know, this, this 49ers uh, staff keeps finding depth pieces, and Dwelly is another one. Dwelly was a guy that I said he needed more snaps because of <laughs> – you know, we didn't know what's going to happen with Jordan Reed at the time when he was signed. I was, I was opposed to it. Jordan Reed does go down today. We'll see how the severe the injury is. But having a guy like Ross Dwelly, who has had the snaps last year and getting some more snaps this year with Kittle being out, it's only going to help him in the long run um, to get more experience as a tight end in the run game and the pass game. And he had some really big plays. And the Giants, of course, missing tackles and just not wrapping people up, allow for Dwelly to make a big play, convert a third down. Um, it is... It's um, it's nice to have this many tight ends. So yeah, 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 absolutely. Shanahan's offense is clearly predicated off getting the ball to the tight end. Jordan Reed played well, and uh, you know it's really nice to see him just just put that together. So his lad popped up on the ESPN box score that I'm pulling up. Um, yeah, no, no. Uh, Russ really played really well today. Uh, a, a bunch of first downs, four catches, like you said, four hits, forty nine yards. Uh, twenty was the long, but like. It was just key plays. When, when, as soon as you felt like the offense was blocking down, they found Ross Dwelly, and it, it worked out very well for him. Jordan Reed was actually putting together a pretty good game until he started yeah. Um So it, it's really nice to know that they have three quality tight ends that they can throw out there at any given time, and I'm all the way here for some 13 personnel. Just give me some 13 personnel. <laughs> Dwelly, Jordan Reed, and George Kittle once he comes back. I think Kittle's going to be back next week. Um, yeah, let's, I, hey, David Yang, my man, coming in hot because Verrett played well because he absolutely did. It's the best we've seen yeah. Jason Verrett play in years, in years, just because of the injury that he's, the injuries he has taken on in his career. But, yeah, no, uh, Verrett played very well. Uh, like we said earlier, he's gaining confidence and, and he's playing better. And if that's the kind of cornerback play they're going to get out of him the rest of the year, completely solid. I'm all the way here for it. If he can stay healthy and do that for them all year, they're going to be just fine. He did a great job of reading eyes and keeping his eyes on the quarterback as well as the receiver. And on top of that, he tackled very well. And if anyone knows me, I knows I love K1 Williams because K1 Williams will stick his nose into the run game. And we saw that from Verrett today. So if he can keep doing that, the 49ers are going to be just fine at corner because between him, Sherman and K1, that is three tackling corners. 27 can't play coming from our guy. I am legend. And yeah, that's because Dante Johnson. Dante Johnson. <laughs> Dante Mr. Johnson. Pick, Mr. Pick six himself. Mr. Pick, yeah, Mr. Pick six. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Deontay Johnson again. He's going to be on this 49ers team until the sun explodes, man. Yeah. So he's for he's a he's a career 49er, and it's just Verrett played really really well. Um, the turf monster ate up a bunch of guys today. Yeah. We saw guys slipping and sliding all over the place on both sides, the Giants and the 49ers. So, whoo, yeah, we'll see. see. Lose. Um, the <laughs> other guy that I thought had a good game was Kendrick Bourne. I know he had one drop. The other one was a pass breakup, but I thought he played fairly well, physical as well. Um, Kendrick Bourne is is who we think he is, who we, you and I think he is. He is Mr. Third Down and Red Zone Touchdown. Like, we're not here to expect him to get a thousand yards. That's his expectation. We expect him to do his own thing. And, uh, you know, what did he have today? What was his numbers? Four catches, four. Four for 63. That is, that's, that's an efficient day. Like, that's what you want from your fourth wide receiver. Like, I don't understand the, the issue with Kendrick Bourne and, fan, and the fan base getting on to him so much. Um, I thought he played fairly well. He's a really good run blocker. He makes plays when you need him. If you need a third down conversion, he's your guy. That's, that's what he does. So KB also gets a good, you know, good game from me. Um, anyone else on the list for you? Yeah. Um, so I, we haven't really talked about him yet. Um, I'll let you, I'll let you dive into Nick Mullins. Um, okay. but, but for me, Kerry Hyder, God damn, what a find. <laughs> Chris Kosarek in that defensive line because Kerry Hyder has been their best defensive lineman all season long. He has, he's been the best. He gets pressure. doesn't always close the plays out, but he's in their face. He did get a sack today. I think he's going to be a very key part to this pass rush because nobody else seems to be showing up. The pass rush has been lacking, lacking yeah, for lacking it's been for, you know, for lack of a better word, they've been, they've been found wanting. And that's not what we want to see from this pass rush because we know how much we depend, the 49ers depend on the pass rush to make it easier for the corners and safeties. And Kerry Hyder is, is, is doing it the best for the 49ers right now. So he played another stellar game. So I think he needs another, some more props. And uh, I don't think we're going to see a bunch of 92 jerseys floating around. But <laughs> so when you see 92 making plays, it's Kerry Hyder. And he's been a huge veteran pickup for this for this defense. Yeah, uh, Kerry Hyder is is awesome, and um, Mr. Bar nineteen seventy six again with another elite comment. We both said go get a flyer on Alden Smith. We knew he. I didn't think he would be this good, but he is kind of back to where he was before he. You know, his career took a took a took a dump. So um, yeah, it's what it, uh, it is. What it is actually Irish wondering if. Armstead really needed Buckner. I, I don't know if that's the case. I just think that Buck, it, Armstead now, especially with the injuries, that's the guy offensive lines are focusing on. That's yeah. who they have to have to stop. And that's that he's the guy now. Uh, I, I, I never really thought Armstead was, was going to be a guy that puts up monster numbers a year in. And- me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law. Near out, I think last year was a little bit of an anomaly for him, but... I, th- I think he's played fine. He had that huge play last week against the Jets where he batted down the pass. And then today he was he was eating up blocks. He was taking on double teams. He was doing what he had to do. He still got a couple pressures. So I'm not completely out on Eric Armstead as a as a pass rusher. It's just 
he's he's the guy among a line of of I called him earlier the line of misfit toys, and yeah. that's kind of what it is right now. They're 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 pulling from they're piecing together. They're pulling from whatever they can. They're going to focus on Armstead week in and week out. So I think we're going to see his numbers take a massive dip, but his impact is not lost on us. Yeah. Um, you know, I still miss Buckner. I, you know, having default would be having default would be ideal, but it is what it is. Salary cap does exist. Um, the good big dick, Nick, Mike, that's, <laughs> you know, that's what it is. It's, uh, Nick Mullins was, uh, 25, 36, 343 yards, one touchdown quarterback rating 108.9. Um, he played well within the structure of the offense. Once it breaks down, it's just kind of not his game. He's got to have everything kind of in front of him. The structure of the offense has to work a certain way. Is he going to beat you with his feet? Absolutely not. Um, is he going to beat you with his arm strength? Also no. Um, a lot of this is generated by Kyle Shanahan. The offense is generated by that, by allowing guys to come open free. Is Nick going to push a ball in between some spots? Yeah, he might do that. Um, I don't think he was... I don't think he was bad. I don't think he was great. I just thought he did exactly what was asked of him within the offense of today's game. Um, you know, to do put up the numbers that he put up, that is solid. You can't just that's nothing to to you know pick put your nose up to. I thought he played pretty well. Um, is he the quarterback of the future? Absolutely not. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is he shaking in his boots? Also no. Um, he had a good day. That's how I view it. He had a good day. He had a good day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he had a he had a fine day. He did exactly what was asked of him. He performed very well. I think once. Once the place broke down a couple times, the real big dick Nick. Yeah. So <laughs> the OG big dick Nick just had to come back against the Falcons. I'm not sure how impressed that is anymore. Um, <sighs> but it, it's it, Nick Mullins played very well today. And I think any 49ers fan is going to sit here and go, oh, well, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be. Uh, no. Nick Mullins played very well today. And that's exactly why they didn't entertain trade offers for him this year. Because you knew that there's a chance you're going to be missing your starting quarterback. You need someone to come in and make a spot start. Nick Mullins did exactly that. He did exactly what you're looking for from your backup. He came in, he played well. He didn't turn the ball over, not for lack of trying. There's a couple times where he tried yeah. to turn the ball over, but you know, luckily the Giants are a bad football team. If the 49ers have to go with him for another week against the Eagles, I think they can survive because the Eagles also stink. They just tied the Bengals. Tied. Again, I just want to reiterate that they tied the Bengals. So I, we're going to, we're going to have, we've got, we've got a lot of feelers out for who we're going to talk to this week, but I, I don't think, I don't think Eagles fans want to talk to anybody. I don't think so either, but if we can get any on here and just get them like really angry. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. awesome. But I know Nick Mullins played a very good game. And, and I think if you're the 49ers, you have to be extremely happy with what you saw from him today, because look, there was no excuse to go into MetLife and not come out to an O. Could you, now, let's just stay here with Nick Mullins. Could you yeah. trade him for a pass rusher? Just no. a mid-level pass rusher? Or would no, you trade him for a pass rusher? <laughs> Man, I don't, what is I, his trade value now? I don't, I don't think his trade value is very high because who's hurting for a quarterback? The Bears. You know, when you, I mean, <laughs> what are you going to trade him for Cleo Mack? If you're not going to trade him for Cleo Mack, it's shit. So, you know, I, Ryan, I don't Pace, think, Ryan Pace will do anything. That's true. It's true. No, I, I don't buy that his trade value is super, super high, um, especially off one game, because I think a lot of teams are going to go back to his other tape and they realize this Giants team fucking sucks. Yeah. And they're not going to 
they're not going to put too much stock into this win, uh, especially when you're up by so much in the second half where it just, I mean, it, like I said, as soon as that, as soon as that fourth and one stop happened, it, the game was over. <laughs> the game was over. I don't care what the 49ers did after that. The game's over. So uh, I, I don't think he, I don't think he carries a ton of trade value. And I think he holds more value to the 49ers than he does in a trade. That's just fair. because if they need him to, because if they trade him, you know yeah. who starts. You know you you Kyle know. Ushik, <laughs> for the backup quarterback. You know who's starting. You know who's starting if if that happens. Uh, Denver for Chubb. I would absolutely one hundred ten percent do that trade. I'd have a except, Chubb, except for Elway is crazy. So actually, it might actually work. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but them losing Von Miller, I don't think they make that move, and I don't think they want to do that move with Drew Lock. I think they're content to just ride this out with with Jeff Driscoll and go from there. 49ers legend Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. Driscoll. Uh, uh, 49ers legend Caden Smith today. So lots of 49ers legends floating around out there. All the uh, Overall, the game was solid. Yeah, one, one more good. One more good before we get into the player of the game. Um, actually, no, we're good. Let's move on. Moans for Darnold. Absolutely. <laughs> in a in a heartbeat. I know I know Darnold I knew through a through a pick six on the uh like was it first or second play of the game, but you know, still I, I yeah. like Sam get get him the hell away from Adam Gase and let's see what he can do because we saw what happened with Ryan Tannehill, even though they got schwacked today too. So um, actually, did they win? I don't know. I didn't I didn't follow up with that one. But. The Jets are losing seventeen to seven. But they Adam Gase should be fired like today. Um, but overall, the game, the Niners played a hell of a game all the way through. Um, you know, even at the end of the game, their back, their backups, two backups, end up getting a turnover. Uh, that's another thing that was missed. We, we didn't talk about the turnovers today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three turnovers total. That's it's how you win games. Three turnovers. Um, I think that matches the Niners' turnover total through through three weeks of last year. They had, it's or it's really close. I think we had six by this time last year. We're at yeah. four now, so we're we're pretty close there with the turnovers. So that that does help the team. Um, interception by Fred Warner, fumble recovered by Deion Jordan, and then Tavares Moore with a fumble recovery to finish the game off. Uh, so that's another plus for this team. They got to get their hands on the ball without having a legit pass rush that they, like they had last season. They're gonna have to find other ways to generate yes. turnovers, and that's gonna be that's gonna come from. Um, you know the guys in the back end, your linebackers, and everyone else. That also. Elite, elite again, Mr. Legendary, or I am legend. Uh, no punts today for the 49ers. Absolutely wonderful. The less I see of Mitch, the better. Uh, Mitch Wisnowski had more pass attempts today. On the He had the one pass attempt on the botched extra point than he had punts today. And like like I said, the less Mitch Wisnowski we see, the, the better. better. I don't care what anyone says. But it's, it's a fucking punter. Keep him the fuck off the field. I don't <laughs> want to see the punters at all so that was that was a huge that was a huge good for them the, the third down conversions eight to 12 is just is so smart and and then and then our guy coming right back in with t more needs to be on the field more absolutely 100 you're preaching to the choir on that one guy you know i, I had a question tarverius more hive over here we question. like this guy why is dante johnson playing corner when tarverius more could be out there what's, um i think what's they the like deal? to keep I don't think they want a Jimmy Warden, man. I don't think they want him out there changing positions and doing all sorts of other stuff. I want to see more three safety looks. I want to see 
Ward, Tart, and Moore in there at the same time. Yeah. I think it gives them such versatility. But again, I think they were able to use that because of the pass rush. Fair. Once you lose that pass rush a little bit, I think you got to go a little bit more traditional defense and just stick with your guys. Um, but let's get let's get into our players of the game. You want to go first? You want me to lead this one? Uh, you go first because I just got done talking about mine. <laughs> okay, so my my players plural player of the game. We only got the one graphic up there right now is Brandon Ayuk. But I'm giving it to the both of the first round rookies. Brandon Ayuk, five catches, seventy yards, three rushes, thirty one yards, and a nineteen year nineteen yard reverse scamper untouched into the end zone. I think we're just scraping the surface of what this kid can be. I think him and Debo on offense at the same time is going to be so much fun. It's going to be unfair. And that doesn't even factor in Raheem Mostert. It doesn't factor in George Kittle. It doesn't factor in anybody else you want to factor in the weapons. The 49ers have for the first time in 20 years are exciting. Yeah, they're exciting. And then on the, 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 the backside of that, not even the backside, the other side of the football, Javon Kinlaw was everywhere today. Both Absolutely. the first round rookies are, are being thrown in there, baptism by fire, because these guys are just injuries are forcing them into bigger roles. And we thought we'd see them play this early in the season. And whew, these guys are performing. Javon Kinlaw doesn't show up in the stat sheet. He had a pass deflection today. He had a couple blown up run plays. He blew up the fourth down quarterback sneak. I talked about like three times already because mm-hmm. I was so excited about it. Javon Kinlaw was everywhere for the 49ers defensive line. And Chris Kosarek has to be so happy with his performance. And on the other side, like I said, Brandon Ayuk, man, these guys are going to be so much fun to watch just because they're exciting. They're excited. The 49ers offense is exciting again. It, so, it, it all comes down. They have the weapons. It all comes down. Can the offensive line and can the quarterback support this? Because if they can't, it's a tremendous waste of talent at the skill position skill positions that the 49ers have not had in 20 years. Yeah. So Kinlaw has been my guy. Ayuk has been my guy. I've been texting you since fucking March about these two. Mm-hmm. Um, just something I wanted to point out here. Fred Warner is the best linebacker in football. Um, just something that came up across my Twitter feed here. Fred Warner said the defense had talked about the Giants play that he intercepted all week. He also said Tart called it out before the snap, which allowed Warner to put himself exactly where he needs to be without even watching the route. That is elite preparation by the 49ers defense. Um, and elite preparation by Fred Warner and Tart to be that on with the play call and, you know, pick off the ball. Uh, in that situation right before I had to allow the Niners to score another three points and pretty much put the game away right there. They could have just finish the game right there over and over. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you, man. Brandon Ayuk, Javon Kim, all these two first-rounders, I, I thought they were going to be really good players for this 49ers team. Now it's a matter of the rest of the, rest of the team getting healthy around them. Um, Ayuk can be the deep threat guy. You see the burst. You see the mm-hmm. catch ability. Um, Debo is going to open things up intermedi- in, intermediately for Ayuk to work a little bit deeper. Same thing with George Kittle. Three targets for Jimmy or Nick to operate with. And it's going to be exciting, and hopefully it works out. This Niners team is going to have to outscore everybody. I don't think they're going to be – they're not going to be the defense they were last year. It's just not going to happen. Um, if they can get Reed healthy, Kittle healthy, roll with Debo and Ayuk and Jimmy back healthy, this offense can be explosive. Um, my questions are still going to go right back to the quarterback. Can Jimmy deliver the mail? I also want to pat myself on the back here. I started Brandon Ayuk in three leagues today. Me too. I started in three <laughs> leagues today. And I know you work with Anita Marks, and I know she said go with Chase Claypool. But, you know, on, on, the, 
on the marks uh, show you can catch every was it Thursday night Thursday night yeah Thursday seven with Anita Marks and with our guy Javi over here over there yeah, I'm back with you over there <laughs> he's, he's a producer he's playing Sap Boy he did a great job of relaying all the questions to so make sure you get those in for them but you yeah, know I started Brandon Ayuk in three leagues today and I felt really strongly about it slow start. First half, just uh, like 12 rushing yards. But then after that, we saw him explode in the second half. And I think he started to get more and more comfortable. If these quarterbacks are going to get more comfortable throwing him the ball, that's going to be the key. That's it. That's what's going passes. to be. He caught them. He didn't drop them. He didn't bobble them. He caught them. That is the, been the issue with the Niners receivers, drops and, and butterfingers. So Ayuk is trying to be a sure-handed guy. And he had a touchdown if, if uh, Nick Mullins threw it a little bit further out in front of him. He beat James Bradbury or whoever it was and in the end zone. And Nick Mullins put it kind of a mid-chest pass, a little, maybe a little back shoulder. And had he put that one out in front of him, Brandon Ayo was coming down with a great touchdown. So that's, I think, where we're – that's where I think Nick Mullins fades a little bit is his ball placement sometimes. Uh, he had Jordan Reed a couple times where he just missed him, puts the ball like, kind of on their hands, but just uh, – he, just, he, he doesn't always have it. I think that's the big difference between Nick and, and a premier quarterback. So Absolutely. I'm not, um, trying to, I'm not trying to take a dump on Nick Mullins. I'm not, I'm not. No, because that's my play. You know, I, we, we, we said, you know, Nick Mullins is not the guy, and I still believe that, but he deserves a lot of credit from, for today's game. So he is my player of the game today. 25-36, 343 yards, uh, yards per attempt, 9.4, one touchdown and a rating of 108.9. He was decisive. He operated when he need. He operated quickly. He made his, his reads as fast as possible. Got the ball to to a point, and the Niners receivers took advantage of it. Also, the running backs out of the backfield took advantage of it. There was a lot of run after catch in this game. wasn't anything super deep. A lot of it was uh, the yak um, for the 49ers receivers, and they played fairly well. And the Niners, the Kyle Shanahan had a really good game plan. He set things up. He allowed the, the offense to get into a to a rhythm. These long drives keep this offense going if you can have you don't always have to be explosive you can be methodical down the field you're going to save your defense and allow that pass rush to get home even if it's you know Ziggy Anza and Deion Jordan as opposed to D Ford and Nick Bosa so um I thought Nick played fairly well you know he's, he's not going to be a guy that's going to scare you over the top and anything deep it's just they're going to they're going to dink and dunk their ways down the field gradually get you know first down after first down after first down and get you in the red zone and then operate from there um, but yeah, I thought he played fairly well. So he's my player of the game. I, I can't, I can't hate on it. I mean, I think that that's, that's, that's kind of an easy pick. Yeah. Our guy, I am, I am legend chiming in again saying, have yourself a day. BDN. <laughs> he did. He did. He really had himself a day. Uh, but I think it's time for everybody's favorite part. And that is the play of the game. And you have this new wrinkle that we yeah. just figured out. So once you just, once, I'm not even going to preface it. Just once you go ahead and throw out my play of the game. Eighth play of it on the fake. Coming back. Ayuk's got it with blockers. Ayuk makes a cut. Looking for the end zone, and he's in. Touchdown, San Francisco. 19 yards, and boy, did he get some terrific blocking. Absolutely terrific blocking when you're looking at that play. I mean, just we, we, we bagged on we bagged on McGlinchey earlier, but we all know what McGlinchey's strength is, and that's once he's in space and just working on his stuff. Ooh, Tariq Cohen just tore his ACL. That's a, that's a tough loss for the Bears. Um, but no, 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 McGlinchey in space is, is where it's at. And that's where he does his best. And he put a hat on a hat, 
Juice is actually out there looking for someone to block. <laughs> Juice is just like there was four I, blockers I, 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 in one in one giant. That was it. He was untouched. I somebody. Uh, it was it was a great play call at the time, and and Ayuk just showed his ability to move the ball once he gets it in his hands. It's him and Devo, man. It's, it's not fair. It should it's be good. This should be really what? good. That's the kind of play we saw from Debo last year. Especially mm-hmm. reminds me of the Seattle game. We hit the he put him in the spin cycle right in week seventeen. This oh man, these guys are gonna be fun to watch because you never know where the ball's gonna go. You never know who's gonna have it. And when, when you factor in McKinnon, who's been playing so well, you factor in Murphy Moster, who's been running like crazy out of the backfield. You said they're gonna have to outscore some people, and for the first time, I'm confident that they have the weapons to do it. Yeah, they actually have they have some weapons now, and you know it's a matter of getting the offensive line sure up so your quarterback has a time to operate, and then getting everyone else back healthy. That's gonna be a plus. So, like I said, this team's gonna have to outscore people. They're gonna have to, um, and they're capable. It's just a matter of getting it done. Um, <laughs> <the DVD's laughs> course. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk is uh, untouched. Um, so, and then you know, my play of the game is my guy Fred Warner. I've been saying he's been linebacker one since like week three of last season. Um, he has the interception right before halftime. Four man rush. Jones with pressure throws and it's intercepted. Fred Warner has the pick, and the 49ers set up with great field position. That was ball game. That was the game. The game was over right there. Uh, Niners didn't score a touchdown, but they got another three points with a field goal, 26-yard field goal by Robbie Gold. And that was the ball game. That was it. They never looked back. It was over. It's kind of what you – this is the formula from last season. Run the ball, control time possession, double up on teams before half, score again. They essentially doubled up. They didn't score right out, right out of half because the Giants got the ball. But they scored, got the ball right back, another three points. So, you, you know, you, it's a nine-point swing. And that's it. That's game. Ball game was over right then and there. Um, Giants never had a chance to come back, and it was done. Um, this 49ers team is, is, is deep. They have a lot of talent. They have a really good coaching staff. Um, I felt stupid for even doubting this game like an idiot this morning. I woke up. I was like, I was like man, I don't trust. You know, I just didn't trust the pass rush to get home. Hey, Daniel Jones can move. That's, you saw yeah. him move around, and that was my concern. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, they're going to get him out on, out on the edges, and that's exactly what they did, but it wasn't enough. Um, but, I, you know, my, my skepticism just comes from bad 49ers football from all these years. Like, oh, man, we're going to be back in the dumps. And it just, I don't want to think like that, but it is what it is. If I wasn't nervous, and I'm not really a fan, I guess. I'm always nervous before game time. Except, <laughs> except the playoff games, I knew we were going to beat the shit out of the Packers and the Vikings. That was it. Yeah, uh, this was this was just exactly what we needed to see out of the 49ers. If so there's any question about it, just come in, dominate, beat a lesser team, be a lesser coach team, be ready to just come out and just kick the shit out of them. Because that's exactly what they did, and that's exactly what I think all the fans needed to see. Because I think fans were like much like you, they were they were very nervous, they were very I don't know. There's 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 too many injuries to overcome. You even heard Shanahan they they, they quoted him during the broadcast where. They said Shanahan said like to like Tuesday or Wednesday, the whole team was just like down in the box. Yeah. And it's like, shit, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then they realized, fuck it. There's nothing we can do about it. Injuries are part of the game. It's time to move forward. We got this. These are our guys. We got to roll with it and we got to fucking put together the best game we can. And that's exactly what they did today. So big ups to 
big ups to Kyle, big ups to Robert Sala, big ups to the, all the coaching staff to get these guys back focused, ready to go. Rams are two and one. Now we take it. Yes, Josh Allen. Let's go, my gamer. I know you don't like him, Javi, but I love <laughs> Josh Allen. So let's go, Josh Allen. Putting together an MVP season so far through through uh, week three. Um, yeah, no, the build the Bills taking down the Rams today. Uh, like we said, the the Seahawks are playing Dallas right now. That's exactly what I'm yeah. gonna go do after this. So I'm gonna go down and watch that. Uh, and then you know we got to see if Arizona can maybe have a hiccup against the Cardinals. Maybe who knows? We'll see. Um, I hope so too. I don't. I don't foresee it happening. I put money it's, uh, in Detroit, Arizona. Detroit's so. up nine seven right now. So, but yeah, you know the Niners are two and one. They're over five hundred. Um, Cowboys and Seahawks are nine nine to nine, and the Lions in Arizona are nine nine to seven. Uh, Detroit. Um, so there's some good football still left to go. So the Niners they will be back for the Sunday night game, right? Is it Sunday yeah, night game next week? Sunday night, Sunday night against the fledgling Eagles, the grounded Eagles. Uh, I don't know what's a what's an extinct eagle species. I don't know. I got nothing off top of my head. There's probably Carson a Wentz, probably. There. Ah, Miami, there it is. Yeah, so we got the Eagles next, and then Miami after that. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe Jimmy's back this week. I would rather see Jimmy versus the Eagles than than Nick. I agree. Eagles, Eagles pass rush. Does, they do have some players there. They're not they're not completely dead yet, but they're close to being dead. Oh two and oh, one. Oh. Two and one teams are dangerous. They are dangerous. So make sure you don't overlook this game because teams that are desperate do desperate things. And that's when we maybe see Doug Peterson go into his bag of tricks and we see some Philly special type shit. So really, I agree with that statement right there. After these next two games, they need to be four and one. This team is too good to not do that. I don't care about the injuries. This team is still in the hunt for the playoffs. And it's week three. You're playoffs? Hit <laughs> I didn't go. You know. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, we, we thought we had the Jim Mora playoffs thing queued up. We didn't have it. It's all right. It's all right. We'll, it's all right. we'll fix it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But you know, they're, they're still they're absolutely still in the running for the playoffs because the NFC I think is super super weak this year. I, I don't. I didn't think I'd be saying that, but all around the league, it looks like there's one team that's good in each division, and then after that, the NFC West could easily easily see two more teams in this playoff. So I think we could see Arizona, LA, San Francisco shit, depending on how it works, maybe all three make it in because there's now three wildcard spots and there's no designation to what division they have to play in. So I think what we're really looking here is Niners got to start winning some games that they should win and they should win the next two weeks and then they'll regroup. And I believe they have the Rams after that. Yeah. Javi, you're muted boss. <laughs> Eagles and endangered species. <laughs> See, Javi's sitting over here on mute and he doesn't even know it. So I'm just like trying to riff right now until you can oh kind of. Goodness. There he is. There he is. Day. I'm all over the place, man. I'm so tired. Uh, yeah, I said Eagles are an endangered species along with the team. Um, but I do want to see Jimmy Garoppolo versus Carson Wentz. That's the kind of one I want to see that matchup. And then. I want to see Raheem back. You know, as long as we get these guys back, it'd be great. Kittle should be back this week. Raheem should be back this week. Jimmy should be back this week. And Debo might be back this week. So that's a Baby. plus. Um, yeah, NFC West might be the first division to get four teams into the postseason because of this new playoff format. That is op- absolutely possible. Um, I think the AFC East did it back in the day when they just had like three divisions and then three wild cards. I think the AFC East did it because that's when the Colts were in the AFC East. 
for those yeah. of you who are old enough to remember that. I think they, I think they put four teams in, but yeah, for sure. The first year we're looking at this new playoff system. NFC West is stacked. It's stupid. It's, 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 it's clearly the best division in football. It's not even close. Yes. I had way too much sauce last night. <laughs> I drank a little bit too much last night. <laughs> um, but, uh, that should do it, man. Uh, we got to get ready yeah. for our other show too tonight. Um, but this is this has been the Fourth and Go podcast. I'm Javi. That is Matt. Check us out on Twitter at Javier Vague underscore. Check out Matt at Matt Bar underscore. There it is, right there. Yeah. I'm pointing at it. Go ahead and smash <laughs> that follow button for me. Make sure you follow all our guys over at PFN at PFN365. They over they get daily shows. So we're coming back tonight with the breakdown right after the four o'clock games end. We'll be back with Mike Tanya breaking it down. Make sure you check. PFM Weekly with Ben Albright, Brett Yaris, and Cody Rourke. I don't know if Cody's going to be good to go because he had a little little medical surgery going on. Um, yeah. But in that, you know, you got on the marks with Anita Marks, and that's going to feature our guy, Javi. Again, I'm figuring out the pointing stuff here. Um, yeah. And then we're looking at, you know, against the spread. You're looking at Dolphins podcast. You got, what else are we talking about? Gridiron and wine. Make sure you get your, yeah. your bets Money in. Money line and wine. They, they, Money line Moneyline and wine, moneyline and wine. That's right. Moneyline and wine. Those guys are—they are up big this year. So if you just bet how they bet, they are winning money hand over fist. That's what I've been doing the last couple of weeks, and I am winning. But other than that, Javi, back to you, man. All right. Well, we'll be back later on tonight with the the breakdown show, but then we'll be back probably Wednesday. You could do an Eagles preview. Uh, but until then, go Niners. Four Niners are two and one. Thirty-six to nine victory over the Giants. We will see you guys later. Go Niners. Peace. On the Philly. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.